0: Welcome to Goodbody's Market Pulse update for 24th of May 2021. Every Monday we provide a concise overview of the key themes driving financial markets and investor decisions around the world. We're joined today by Chief Investment Officer, Bernard Swords. Good morning, Bernard. I feel that we talk about inflation every week and have been doing so for some time. Um, but, but you did write uh, extensively last week um, on this in your top-down memo, which is available on our website for, for anyone who'd like to, to delve into that. Um, but it, it's probably worth, uh, for listeners, could, could you just talk through the key takeaways from that piece for everybody?
1: Um, Yes, good morning on everybody. Good morning, Sarah. Yeah, so we we published the top down last week, uh, dealing in particular with inflation concerns and I guess issues related to that around supply chains as well, which uh, everybody is talking about. Um, So to step back a bit we would have always expected a spike in inflation um, as we had a reopening in the Western economies. The Eastern economies have have been open for a while, but the reopening in the West, in particular in the US, was going to lead to some inflationary pressures. And when we look at the headline figures um, it happens to coincide with the, the anniversary of the low point in the recession so we're getting two uh, two influences coming together to give us big year on year moves in the inflation rate so we always expected that um what, what we believed is that they would be transitory um are we seeing anything in the releases that we've seen so far to say that they're not transitory and to be honest the answer to that is no at the moment uh, where we're seeing the extreme price pressure is in the reopening sectors so it is in the travel the lodging um, some quirk things like what's happened with second cars in the US or so some quirky ones that are coming out but they, they, they all seem to us fitting in with that transitory yes we'll get a spike but that'll subside as we go into the second half at uh, second half of the year interrelated with it is, is the supply chains and is this going to either a lead to a more uh, persistent inflation because of the supply chain issues or does it impact on growth so suppose when we look at the supply chain issues again, these were going to reach a maximum as the reopening happened. Um, over the last year, you've had huge demand for physical goods, which can be delivered, but a straining logistic systems. Um, and logistic systems are facing not only a, a big spike in demand, they're also facing dealing with, with the pandemic itself. So your staff outages, you've got new work practices that have to be brought in. So logistic systems aren't as efficient uh, as they normally are. Um, Again, will that subside? We would think it will. Um, Vaccination, and this is where vaccination is important to the economy, that it, it sort of uh, uh, makes people confident to go to work and we can bring work practices back to a more normal type of arrangement so efficiency levels of logistic systems can can increase as we go through that. So I think we, we will see those subside. It won't happen in a month or in two months, but I'd say through the second half of the year, we will see all those influences subsiding um, and uh, we see nothing in it to say that there's a more. The outturn indicates more persistent inflation. We don't see anything in the data that, so far to indicate that. But we we'll continue to monitor. It. Um, I guess as as an aside from that, what we have seen is, you know, you six months ago you could say, oh, we'll have a spike in inflation when we reopen. What you don't know is how a markets going to react when they when that actually happens. You know, what does an inflation scare mean? Like, does it not 10% off equities? Does it push bond yields up 1%? You never know when that sentiment comes through. And that's what we're travelled through now. We've got a sense of what uh, the spike in inflation would mean for sentiment around the uh, financial markets as much as the fundamentals. So at least now we can say that the financial markets, bond markets and, and equity markets have baked in a little, uh, baked in this higher inflation environment. We, we know we've traveled through a bit of it at this stage.
0: Thanks, Bernard, for that. And and I suppose you, you touched on reopening uh, and and recovery. Um, you have a kind of a view on on where we are in in the overall, I suppose, investment cycle. Can you can you talk us through that a little bit now, please?
1: Um, yeah, it's it sort of fits in very nicely with this. What you have in the stages of a of an economic cycle: first, you have, you have the recession, then you have the recovery. So you have very sharp year-on-year figures, very sharp month-on-month figures, uh, really boom economy, and that leads to all these pricing pressures and supply chain issues that they are nothing new, entirely new to us. We've seen them in in every cycle to varying degrees. Um, And then you start to see a levelling off in the growth momentum. Um, And I guess that's that's what we're kind of seeing at the moment. If we take the data from the US, it's still very strong, very strong growth rates, but they're levelling off so much. The momentum is coming down. Um, In the euro area, We're now seeing from indications of how the reopening is going, it's going to be a strong reopening from what we see of the data coming out of the euro area. So we're going to see big figures there. So if we take the global economy, what the momentum of that global economy is going to be like, US easing back a bit, but euro area taking it, taking it over. So it looks like a couple of months where we'll have very strong month on month momentum in the global economy. Regions will vary a bit, but we're coming. I do believe we're coming towards the end of that. uh, That As we travel into the second half of the year, we're going to see that momentum decline. As I said, still very healthy growth rates, but the momentum less. And we're going into what you call the expansionary phase and out of the recovery phase. And I think that's the transition we're going to be going through at the moment. What happens when you're at that peak of the um, recovery phase is obviously very strong growth rates. Lots of talk about inflation that um, happens every single cycle. Um, and central banks beginning to think that we can re- r- remove some of the emergency measures. So we're talking to taper not to taper in the U.S. That conversation goes on uh, backwards and forwards. What it indicates is you're coming out of that recovery phase and you're going into that expansion phase. Um, still healthy growth rates, but as I say, the month-to-month momentum is less. And as we travel through year-on-year year, growth rate. Comes back towards trend instead of the very big ballistic figures we're seeing at the moment. So I guess we're pulling it all together and saying, are we, are we seeing the end, the end of the beginning, if you like? Um, and I guess in the next couple of months, it's we're traveling through the end of the beginning at the moment.
0: And as we make that transition into this um, new phase of the cycle, Bernard, how should we think about portfolios and positioning and any changes you're making there for, for clients?
1: Uh, from the asset allocation perspective, it doesn't have major implications. Uh, equities still end the the asset class of choice. You'll still have uh, growth rates. You have the hedge against inflation, which uh, people will like as well as you transition through uh, the different phases of the cycle. Um, fixed income remains under pressure because central banks are removing the extreme measures that they've put in. So. Fixed income markets, the remainder of pressures that happens within equity markets, you sort of still have uh, a cyclical bias to them. Uh, but you probably change that cyclical bias. So there are certain cyclicals that are very dependent on the external environment. So uh, mining companies, uh, energy companies, um, chemical companies, very dependent on what's going on in the general environment, price takers for for their product in general. Um, and what you what you generally do at this stage of cycle is move away from those type of cyclicals and into cyclicals which have more control over themselves and probably a higher service element. Uh, to their to their income streams than production element uh, to their income streams. So I'd say for us as we, we travel through the next couple of months, what you'll see is probably just a switch around in that equity exposure and, and bringing it into you call it mid cycle or expansionary phase cycle or uh, companies where uh, less dependent on still benefit from a strong economy but are less dependent uh, 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 on it for their for the growth.
0: Thanks, Bernard. That's great. That concludes this week's episode of Market Pulse. For further news and analysis on markets, financial planning and investments, please go to goodbody.ie forward slash insights.